morning. How you guys doing? You guys doing all right? Awesome. I want to welcome everybody to church today. I want to welcome everybody that is watching us online right now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. For those of you that do not know me, my name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor of Passionate Life Church, and we are in a series today. Uh, we're in a series called The Curse and the Blessing. Uh, before we, we get into it today, uh, I just want to make a quick plug uh, for Growth Track today. Uh, growth Track is really our next steps to, to get plugged into to serving. Uh, my wife is doing it today. If you haven't signed up, you can, you can just go to the class today. They're taking a personality test and a spiritual gifting test today. It's upstairs with her. It's really an awesome opportunity uh, to just see how God has created you and designed you and, and where the best place uh, is for you to get plugged in. And so I want to encourage you to do that today. All right. We are in a series called The Curse and the Blessing. If you've missed any of the parts of this series, I want to encourage you to go online on our YouTube channel uh, or, or listen to our podcast. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase really quick to get us up to speed, and then we'll jump into part three today. Uh, part one, we talked about the curse, right? We talked about the curse. Uh, Adam and Eve brought a curse upon earth, right? And then Jesus came and reversed the curse, right? He, he broke uh, the power of sin over our lives. In part one of this series, uh, out of a statement of faith, we wrote some things down on a piece of paper. We forgave some people, and we made that statement and nailing it to the cross and saying, in Jesus' name, it is finished. And I know this week, and as I was driving to church this morning praying, and the Lord just really spoke to me, and I know some of you have struggled the last two weeks with that thing that you stuck on the cross, okay? And what I was telling you in part one of the series is that we were going on the offense against Satan, okay? Some of you put things on the cross that were generational curses that were literally in your family for over a hundred years, and you stuck it to the cross, and you, listen, you put Satan on notice, and he's ticked off, okay? He's ticked off that, that you now have, in Jesus' name, have stuck that curse to the cross, and you're not going back. But some of you have struggled this week. Listen to me. Some of you now need to take that next step, and you need to get some prayer today. You need to go to our prayer cove and get some prayer. Uh, you, you need to take that next step and, and get an accountability partner, whatever you're struggling with, whether it's depression or addiction or whatever it is, you, you need to tell someone to help you along in this journey. But the reason why you've struggled uh, the last couple weeks is because Satan is ticked off because you removed that foothold that, that he had in your life. And so he's really upset. And so uh, when we talk about spiritual warfare, it's really spiritual warfare, right? Like we're, we're talking, we went on the offense, we put Satan on notice, and so uh, it's normal to, to struggle with these things, okay? It's normal uh, to struggle with these things, but I just want to encourage you, uh, man, to continue to go, uh, get some prayer today, uh, invite someone in on your, your journey uh, today, uh, because the victory is ours already, Amen. Amen. And so we, we talked about that for part one, part two. Uh, we talked about the blessing, right? We, we, we jumped into the blessing portion of our series. And, and what we talked about last week is that the blessing is the Holy Spirit, okay? The blessing is the Holy Spirit. And there's this nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that come with this blessing. And, and 
What I tried to do last week is separate blessing from monetary and financial gain. Uh, Because here in our American culture, many times we associate blessing with more money, right? With with more money, right? And we kind of associate that. And so I wanted to separate that because it, it minimizes, it limits what God really wants to do with our lives because he wants to bless all of us. He wants to bless every part of our life, not just our finances. And so we, we separated that last week and we talked about the four promises. Because we have the Holy Spirit, we have access to the four promises that God gave to Abraham. And, and so that's what we covered last week. And so today, today we're going to be in the book of Numbers. Okay, we're going to be in the book of Numbers. And Numbers is just, it's an awesome book. It's got great stories in it. And the first story that I want to cover today uh, is, is I want to show you the power of God's blessing and the limited power that curses have over our lives. We talked a little bit about it last week, about, man, how God, the, the blessings of God are a thousand times more powerful than curses, right? And, and so today, I want to show you the protection of the blessing. We kind of left off that uh, last week, one of the promises that uh, we will have the protection of God, uh, one of the promises of Abraham. And so we're going to pick up there. I'm going to show you in, in this story, and then we're going to go into Numbers chapter 6, and, and we're going to pull apart this, it's called a priestly blessing, okay? And, and this priestly blessing, this Aaronic blessing, it was literally the Lord spoke to Aaron, and he says, this is how I want you to bless my people. And so the priest would start every service off with singing this blessing over the people and then ending every service with this blessing, with this, with this song of blessing. And we're going to do that today. We're going to sing in response time today. We're going to end the service with this specific blessing, uh, this priestly blessing that they used to start and end every service with, okay? So it's going to be a, a powerful service today. Come on, let's pray before I get rolling. Jesus, we thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person <clears throat> that's in this room today. We come against every distraction right now in Jesus' name, and we just push it aside. Whatever happened this week, Holy Spirit, we just, we just remove it right now. Holy Spirit, we, we just pray right now for the next 30, 35 minutes. <clears throat> this is your time, God. Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts and our minds. Let us draw a little bit closer to you. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. God, help it to be none of me today. Get me out of the way and all of you today, Jesus. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. So today we're going to be in in numbers. And let let me just give you a little bit of context before we get into this. So the book of Numbers is actually all about the children of Israel and, and their 40 year journey in the wilderness. And this story is about 20 years in uh, of them wandering in the wilderness. So God has already told them that that generation isn't making it to the promised land because of their disobedience. Even Moses has been told uh, that he's not going to make it to the promised land because his disobedience, uh, his disobedience was hitting a rock instead of speaking to the rock, okay? And so God's like, man, because you're disobedient, you're not going to go into the promised land either, okay? And so while they're in this wilderness, 
they, they have to fight, okay? They, they, sometimes they win. Uh, most of the time they win, but if they're being disobedient, they lose. And, and, and right now they're on a winning streak, okay? And, and when they go into these tribes and they fight these tribes, they literally wipe everybody out. They kill everything. Many times they kill all the cattle too and all the animals. They just wipe everything out. And so that, that's a little scary for other uh, tribes and, and other kings, right? And, and one of the kings that was getting a little scared was the king of the Moab. Okay, his name was King uh, Balak, and, and he's getting a little concerned that, that, that they're going to be next, right? That Israel's going to come in and just wipe them out. And so he calls upon this guy named Balaam, okay? He's not a good guy, okay? He's just, Balaam is not, he, he's a sorcerer. He, he's categorized as a sorcerer. He's, he's connected uh, spiritually, uh, not only to uh, the demonic world, the, the, the dark world, but also uh, he, he can talk to God and, and he hears the voice of God. It's very interesting, but he's, I, I want you to know that he's not a good guy, okay? He's not a good guy, but obviously he had some type of power. He's, he's known to have some type of power to be able to put curses on people and them actually work, right? And so the king of Balak is like, I need Balaam, okay, to put a curse on the Israelites so they can't wipe us out, all right? And, and he offers Balaam He's like, anything you want. I'll give you money and gold. Whatever you want is yours if you will come and put a curse on Israel to stop them from wiping us out. And so Balaam's like, fine, I'll come. And, and so it's a very interesting story. Balaam, uh, he beats his donkey, and his donkey actually talks to him. He actually sees an angel. Read it. It's pretty awesome. It's not Shrek. Some of you are like, this sounds like Shrek. You know what I mean? No, it's not Shrek. Okay. <laughs> it actually happened, is, and, and, and uh, he, I'm telling you, he's connected to the spirit worm. He saw this giant angel, and he stopped in his tracks, and, and, and so he continues on, right? And so he tries to put a curse on Israel, Israel, and he literally cannot. He, he literally cannot put, the words won't even come out of his mouth to curse Israel. God stops him from doing it, not once, not twice, but three times. And here I want, I want to read the third time that he's attempting to curse Israel. Let's read it in Numbers 24. By now, Balaam realized that the Lord was determined to bless Israel, so he did not resort to divination as before. So we, we see he was resorting to divination and, and sorcery to, to try and curse Israel. Instead, he turned and looked out towards the wilderness where he saw the people of Israel camped tribe by tribe. Look at this. Then the Spirit of God came upon him. Come on, somebody. And this is the message he delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Bor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly. And he's not talking about physical eyes here. God has opened his eyes spiritually. Let's continue. The message of the one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. There we see that phrase again, right? His, his spiritual eyes have been Open. How beautiful are you, tents, O Jacob? How lovely are your homes, O Israel? They spread before me like palm groves, like gardens by the riverside. They are like tall trees planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Let's continue. Water will flow from their buckets, their offspring 
have all they need. Their king will be greater than Agog. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. For them, he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking their bones in pieces, shooting them with arrows. Let's continue. Like a lion, Israel crouches and lies down. Like a lioness who dares to arouse her. Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel. And cursed is everyone who curses you. Remember that from last week, right? That was point, uh, that was point number four, right? Where, where literally he's, he's, he's speaking a, a, the promise of Abraham over Israel. Like, like he's trying to curse them, but he can't. Instead, he's literally speaking a promise of God, a blessing over them. King Balak flew into an, a rage against Balaam. He angrily clapped his hands and shouted, I called you to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them three times. Come on, somebody. Now get out of here. Go back home. I promise to reward you richly, but the Lord has kept you from your reward. Like, here's a guy who, he was motivated to put a curse on Israel, but God literally stopped him from speaking the words of curse. Like this is how powerful the protection and the blessing and the promises over our lives are. Man, when God blesses you, there's nothing the enemy can do to stop those blessings flowing in our lives. Look, he tried, but he failed because God's blessing and protection were over him. Now I want us to to change gears. I wanted us to see that, the power of the blessing that God has over our lives. Now I want to change gears. I want to change gears and and go into this, this amazing song that God specifically tells the priest to sing over his people. Like he's like, this is how I want you to bless them. And there's there's five things I want us to see in this passage. And the, the imagery that I want you to get in your mind before we read this, and the, the imagery is that God is kneeling down, giving you a gift. Like, like, this is the imagery that, 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 the, that the Lord wants us to have, that, that we are in the presence, because you're going to see this word in the face, the face of God. Whenever you see that, that means we're in the presence of God. That means we're close to God, and he's literally kneeling down, and he has a gift for us, waiting for us to receive. Like, like this is the blessing. Like, this is the blessing that the Lord said, this is how I want you to pray. This is how I want you to sing over my people. Let's read it today, Numbers 6, 22 through 27. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, which were the priests, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And so what I want to do today, I want to pull five things. I want to pull five blessings out of that passage and associate them to the gospels and the words of Jesus. I want to show you where the gospels and Jesus have fulfilled these five blessings today. 
Number one, number one, the blessing of keeping you. The blessing of keeping you. John 10, 27 through 29, Jesus says this. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. And they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me, for my Father has given them to me. And he is more powerful than anyone else. And he repeats this phrase again, okay? Whenever Jesus repeats things, we need to pay attention. No one, no one can snatch them from the Father's hand. This this is the promise, this is the blessing of God keeping us. Now, we might get lost. We, we might drift once in a while, right? And that's why Jesus leaves the 99. He goes after the one and he grabs the sheep and he puts us on his shoulder and he brings us back. The, the blessing is that we will be kept by God. We're not going to be snatched by the enemy, okay? And so here, here's something that some of you have asked me questions about, uh, my, my pastor's friends have, have talked to me about this, and, and uh, just, just to think this, this subject is swirling in our culture, especially Christian culture, and, and that is the question of whether the COVID-19 vaccine shot is the mark of the beast. Okay, I've gotten this question a couple times, you know, because of the passport and, and some of you, your, your jobs have threatened you. If you don't get this, you can't work. And so you're kind of like, is this it, right? Like, is this it? Do I, you know, is this the mark? Okay, listen, it is not the mark of the beast. Okay, it is not the mark of the beast. It just doesn't fit the narrative. We will not, we will not be able to accidentally take the mark of the beast. Okay, we're, we're not going to be snatched. We're not going to be snatched, right? The, the, the promise is that we're going to be kept by God, and he's going to give us wisdom. That's why we have the Holy Spirit, and we're not going to accidentally take the mark of the beast, okay? The, the mark, we're going to know, all right? We're going to know that when, when the Antichrist comes, and, and, and some of you, this is brand new for you. Let, let me just give you a plug today. Bob G. Uh, teaches a class on Revelation, and it's going to be kicking off next semester. It is an awesome class. He goes deep. He, he brings in current culture events that's happening. And so if you ever wonder, man, if you've avoided the book of Revelation because it's got all this symbolism and it's deep, I want to encourage you, man, sign up for that class. You will love it. Uh, go deep. They have great discussion um, because it's important that we know as a body, there's some signs. Jesus said, hey, look, there's some signs and there's some signs that, that, that are happening right now in our current culture. And, and even though this, this COVID-19 vaccine is not the mark of the beast, there are things being set in place to allow it to be easier for when the Antichrist rises to take the mark of the beast, and you're going to take it on your forehead or on your hand, okay? Whether it's a barcode or, or microchip or whatever it is, you are going to know what you're doing. You're literally saying, I'm going to follow this person. I'm going to follow this, this Antichrist, right? Uh, and because it says in, in Revelation that you can't eat or work or anything like that, you're going to know, all right? You're going to know because Jesus says, I, my sheep know my voice. They follow me, and they're going to be tricked into taking something like the mark of the beast, okay? Because the blessing, yeah. Some of you, go ahead. 
Breathe easy. Okay? You're not going to be tricked. You're not going to be snatched away from the Father because he's more powerful than anything on this earth. All right, number two, number two. The blessing of God's face shining on you. Come on. The blessing of God's face shining on you. Matthew 5, 14 and 16. And again, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus says this, you are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Because God's face shines on us, we mirror him. We reflect him. And guys, we are it. Like like God has trusted us followers of him to be the light to this dark world. He says, you're like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Come on, he's, he's speaking encouragement to us. Now, we're, we're like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father, listen, you never have to be ashamed to be a Christian. You never have to be ashamed to have conservative Christian values. Don't you be ashamed of those. Listen, listen, young person, young person, don't you be ashamed of being a virgin and and keeping your purity. I know the world has a different message. Listen, man, and especially during these times where we're getting an opposite message from everywhere. God's like, man, shine out. Don't you be hidden. Don't you be ashamed. Don't you cower. But you stand true and your good deeds will shine so all the world will see. Listen, guys, we're the plan. God's not going to send angels to, 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 you know, to preach. No, no, no. We're the plan to go into our workplaces and our families and, and our friends and tell them about Jesus and just letting our light shine. You, you look at it all across the world. Iran is one of the most persecuted places on the planet for Christians. I mean, they literally execute Christians all of the time. And the church, the Christian church in Iran is growing so fast. I mean, they are the fastest growing churches in the world, and it's illegal to be a Christian. And you're like, how is that possible? How it's possible, and the same thing in India and China, how it's possible is there's no middle road Christianity there. There's no choice to just be kind of like... Ah, you feel like going to church today? I don't know. Feel like reading my Bible today? Uh, should I pray today? Should we? Ah. Like, like in, in, in India, they, they were talking to, to a missionary that was there. They asked them this question. They said, we don't get this, point, this one part in the Bible that says lukewarm Christianity and revelation. Like, we don't understand that. Like, what is that? Because when we commit to Christianity, we literally lose everything. We lose our jobs, we lose our family, we lose our home. And so this better be real because we're literally leaving everything to follow Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, the church needs a little bit of persecution here in America. 
And God has shaken, man. We did a whole series called Shaken. And man, that's what's been happening. God's been shaking the church. And he's like, man, I need you to stand up. I need you to be the light of the world. I don't need you to bend and become a woke church. I don't need that. I need you to be a church that's awakened to my spirit and what I'm doing on earth. And I certainly don't need you to look like the world. Point number three, the blessing of his grace. The blessing of his grace. John 1, 16. From his abundance. That doesn't say from our abundance. It doesn't say from the government's abundance. It, it doesn't say from our parents' abundance or grandparents' abundance. No, it says from his abundance. Guys, that's good news. That it's from our Father's abundance. We have all received one gracious blessing after another. Grace liberates us to live in the blessing. Grace liberates us to live in the blessings of God, because we don't deserve, no one deserves God's grace. No one can earn God's grace, but he gives it to us anyway because he wants us to live in his abundance and he wants to liberate us from sin and the power of sin so we can step into all the things that God has in store for our lives. And there's just such a misrepresentation misrepresentation of, of grace many times is that grace is my get out of hell free card. If you think that, you don't understand grace and the power of grace. Grace empowers us to be all that God has in store for us. Grace liberates us from shame. Grace liberates us from guilt. Grace liberates us from past regrets. And, and, and there used to be, and I shouldn't say used to be, but Jesus calls Satan the father of lies. And he's always whispering his lies. And, and one of the big lies for me, and, and I consider my Christian journey to really start, I was raised in the church, you know, felt bored Christianity, come on, went to Sunday school. And I really don't consider myself saved until I was about 23, and it was my decision, and uh, I'm going to follow Jesus. And, but for the first seven years, I had this constant voice in my head that said, if they only knew who you are. If they only knew the person, the things that you did in the past, they wouldn't accept you. They wouldn't allow you to belong. And then that voice sometimes would change. If they only know, you know, who you are, and it was speaking to my identity. And for about seven years of my life, I listened to this voice, and I literally thought that because of all the mistakes that I made in my past, that I was limited to how God could use me. And some of you think that today. Listen, God's grace liberates us from the father of lies and allows us to step in and empower us to all that God has in store for our lives. 
blessing after blessing after blessing. Listen, you need to take that voice captive in Jesus' name. And I know some of you were, were hearing it this week because you nailed stuff to the cross this week and you said, in Jesus' name, it is finished. Yet that little whisper, what are you trying to do? Are oh, you trying to get free? Are oh, you trying to live holy now? Are oh, you trying to do devotions? Oh, you got a journal? Oh, look at you, Mr. Christian. Are you going to listen to worship music in the morning and not ACDC? Come on. <laughs> Who are you fooling? Man, that, that, that voice is just trying to pull us back. You see, God doesn't talk like that. The Holy Spirit, man, when we mess up and we screw up, the Holy Spirit says, come on, you're better than that. You can do better. Yes, you're, you've fallen down, but the righteous get up seven times. We just keep getting up over and over and over and over again. You want to tick the devil off? After you fall, you get back up. You repent and you say, okay, God, I messed up, but I'm not going to stay in my shame. I'm not going to stay in my guilt because I know grace has liberated me. Grace has empowered me to live in the blessings of God. Blessing number four, the blessing of peace. The blessing of peace. John 14, 27. And this is Jesus. Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift. And we talked about this in, I don't know if it was last week or part one. I'm leaving you with a gift, and we can interchange that with blessing, right? I'm leaving you with a blessing, and that blessing is peace of mind and heart. Not just over your mind, not just over your heart, both. Jesus says, I give you peace for your mind and your heart. And the peace I give is a gift. It's a blessing the world cannot give. The world literally cannot give this type of peace. It doesn't have it. So don't be troubled or afraid. Whenever you see that phrase in scripture, don't be troubled or afraid, what, what, what Jesus is saying is that there's going to be times where you're troubled and afraid. That's why he says it. There's going to be times where you feel troubled. There's going to be times where like, man, this is a little scary. Like, what's happening? Maybe you lost your job or, or whatever. There's things going on in our, our current culture, and you feel troubled, and, and you're afraid. You, you know, and the reason why Jesus says this is because when we feel those feelings and those emotions, we can go back to the words of Jesus, and he says that he gives us this supernatural peace that passes all understanding that is not connected to our circumstance, but is connected to God himself. And so when things get hard, when there's trouble, when there's things that are going on that, that bring fear into our hearts, Jesus literally said, I I'm leaving you with the gift of peace. Go in peace, this supernatural peace that, 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 that passes, that the world cannot understand. This peace that comes from God, the Holy Spirit inside of us, so we don't have to live in fear, which includes an invisible virus. 
Guys, we don't have to live in fear. Like God's bigger than viruses and sickness and, and, and financial issue and finance. Like, God, man, we serve. Jesus said it. Our Father is more powerful than anything on the planet. So we don't have to live in fear. He's given us peace. Number five, number five, the blessing of having his name. The blessing of having his name. John writes this, John 1.11.13. 1, he says this, he came, Jesus came to his own people, the Jews, and even they rejected him. But to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. That's where we get that, that phrase, being born again. When we give our life to Christ, we literally have the Father's name tattooed on our heart permanently. Nobody can snatch you away. We've been grafted in. We've been adopted into the family of God. You are a son. You are a daughter of the Most High King. And we think about the benefits. If, if, if your daddy was, was an earthly king, think about the benefits you would have in life. Guys, we have a heavenly king who has all power over the earth and the universe. But some of us today, we're, we don't live like we're a son of the king. We, we don't live like we're the daughter of the king. We have the blessing of his name. We have an inheritance because of what Jesus did. Everything that was given to Jesus is now given to us. We have access to that inheritance. I mean, eternal life, awesome, right? Then we get eternal life because of Jesus, because we have, we have access to his name. But that doesn't mean we act like beggars here on earth. That we can walk in the authority of knowing. Man, I, just think about how you would live if, if, if your daddy was king. You will walk different. Like, you know who my daddy is? Come on, somebody. Come on. Like, you wouldn't talk to me that way if you knew who my daddy was. You would let me skip the line in Starbucks and go right to the front. Guess what? Our Father in heaven is king. Like, Jesus is king above all kings. We need to start living like we are sons and daughters of the Most High. This is the promised blessing that God said. This is, listen, priest, this is what I want you to sing over my people. Every single service. No, you know what? Twice a service. You begin it this way. You end it this way. Because this is the blessing I want my people to know. And Jesus, when Jesus came, he fulfilled them all. And because we have the Holy Spirit, we have access to all of these blessings. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I've never truly given my life to God. 
or maybe you've drifted from the truth and you've just been swallowed up by the things of this life, the troubles of life, the fear of life. And today you want to make a declaration of faith that you're going to follow Jesus all the days of your life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you, just slip up a hand. I just want to pray with you. You can just, yes, thank you, Jesus. And you just put it down. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And I would just ask as, as a community today that we would help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on that cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.